Hey guys, thanks for listening to our new series, Join Comfort, for a wonderful Christmas season. For more info, please visit mariner'schurch.org slash jhm. And the question was, what was your, what is your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever gotten? So let me hear some. What was your favorite gift? Max. A reindeer named Carlos. A reindeer named Carlos. <laughs> if that was true, that'd be awesome. I don't know if it is though. Brooklyn. An iPod and a movie set? What? A Kindle wet and a what? What? Oh, a Kindle. Fi- okay. How about right here? A, a pet what? That's awesome. Right here. A unicorn named Bob. Right here. All three DSs, uh-huh. Oh, that's it. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. Right here. Hold on, hold on. An iPod. Awesome. All right, Stephen. The gift of life from Jesus. Awesome. Gabriel. A what? Jose Jalapeno on a stick. Mm. That sounds good. All right, how about one more? Right here. Can you say, ooh, I'm jealous. I want to go on the Caribbean cruise right now. That's awesome. Well, okay. Can I tell you my favorite Christmas gift that I've ever gotten? Is that all right? All right. When I was in junior high, when I, uh, let me start over. When I was growing up, I lived with my family, and I have a brother and a sister. And my brother's actually sitting right back there. I'm going to make him feel awkward. Everyone look at my brother. That's my brother. He's the coolest. Anyway, my brother and I shared a room, and my sister had her own room. Does anyone here share a room with someone or has ever shared a room? Yeah. It sucks. Great, and you didn't hear that. No, it's not very fun. There are times where it was awesome, but most of the time, not really. But that Christmas, when my sister moved to college, my brother took my sister's room, and I got my own room. And for that Christmas, my parents let me completely redecorate my my whole room. It was like extreme room makeover Marshall edition. It was the coolest. I I got to paint the walls my favorite color, which is green. I got to put up posters of my favorite athletes. I got an Xbox. I got a TV. I got a, I got a new queen-size bed. It was huge. I, it was the coolest. And I didn't have to go to my brother and say, hey, I want to do homework. Is it all right if you are not in the room for a little bit? Or I want to listen to the music loud. And he would say, well, I want to, you know, I didn't have to do it. That. It was my room. It was my place. I didn't have to ask for permission for anything. I just went to my room and did what I wanted. And it was Awesome. Pure joy. Well, was it? We're in, a, we're in a series right now called Comfort and Joy. And I want to suggest that what I just described, it's not joy, it's happiness. Now, happiness is like that. Or have any of you guys experienced there's like five seconds left in a basketball game. You have the ball, you shoot, you make it, the buzzer goes off, and everyone screams because you win, and people carry you off the court because you're awesome. Or 
How about this? You have this crush on this really cute boy. And he goes up to you. He comes up to you and he says, hey, what are you doing Friday night? He asks you out. Or what about, what about you're playing this video game, Call of Duty? And you're playing for like 18 hours straight. You're playing and you just can't beat this one level. You can't beat it. You've died a million times. But then finally, you win. You beat that game. You beat the level. Coolest thing in the world, right? No. That, I want to suggest, is happiness. It's happiness. So what is, what is joy? Look with me in the Bible. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 17. If you don't have one, it's on the screen. A little side note. If you guys don't have a Bible and you'd like one, go find a leader with one of these name tags, and he or she will set you up with a Bible. So, John chapter 17. I lost my bookmark in the Bible last service, so I can't find, I don't have my bookmarks. So, hold on. John chapter 17. It says this. John chapter 17, verses 13 through 15. It's up on the screen, 13 through 14, I'm sorry. It says this, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for it. They are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Okay, so what, what, how, what does this say about joy? It just says, Something about a full measure of my joy. Like, what does that mean? Okay. So this passage, at this point, Jesus is in a garden. And this is right before he is about to be betrayed and go to the cross. And he's praying, and he's praying for his disciples. And he's saying, the reason why I came to earth was to give these people my, the full measure of my joy. Because joy is for everyone. I want everyone to have joy. But then it goes on to say, but the world will be hated, will hate them. Now, that doesn't make sense. They're giving them joy. Why would the world hate them? Because this type of joy is completely transformational joy. It's Jesus' joy. If you choose this type of Jesus, if you choose this type of joy, you're choosing Jesus. And a lot of people did not like that. So the world hated the disciples because it was their job after Jesus died to go spread that joy and to go spread Jesus. And people did not like that. I read an article this past week on what is where your joy comes from. And the article said that 10% of your joy comes from your circumstances, like what we talked about earlier, the boy asking you out, that you finally beat that video game, you hit the last shot. That's happiness. Happiness. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about joy. But 10% comes from that, from your circumstances. 40% come from your genes. Now, when I say genes, I don't mean what I'm wearing right now. 
Jeans is a fancy word that old people with their ties and, you know, their glasses, it's always like this, and they just look weird. They just like to say the word jeans, which basically means your personality, who you are, what makes you who you are, your DNA. Some people are just born happier than others with more joy. But joy is for everyone. Joy is for everyone. And if you choose joy, you choose Jesus. Okay, so I said 40% from your genetics or genes, 10% from circumstances. I know this is, ma- is not math class, but what is that? 40 and 10. 50%. Good job, Brooklyn. Whoever said 53, you need to go back to school. Anyway, 50%. 50%. It's from your genetics and from your circumstances. And then, this is so key, guys. I want you guys to really listen to this. 50%, the majority of where you get your joy comes from your choices. You get to choose. You get to choose if you're happy, if you're joyful. Because if you choose joy, your whole world will be transformed because you've chosen Jesus. So you can choose. The majority of your part, you get to choose. This past week, I was working with Justin on the talk I'm giving to you right now. And I had to leave earlier than I usually do because I had to go back to school and work on a group project. I was meeting with some friends to work on this group project. And so I get in the car and I drive and I get on the freeway, and it is just jam-packed. I mean, there had to be a billion cars on the freeway. And it took me two hours to get back to my house, and I missed the meeting. In that moment, I had to choose joy. Because I've chosen Jesus, and he's transformed my life, and joy's for everyone. The next morning, I wanted to get to school a little early because I had to get some things done. So I get to school early. I'm there about an hour early. And I go to the library. One thing I had to do is go to the library. And at my school, uh, to get into the library, you have to have an ID card. And I keep that ID card in my wallet. So I I walk into the library, and I'm about to get my wallet, and I I check my back pocket. I left my wallet at home and I don't have time to go get it. In that moment, I had to choose to be joyful because joy is for everyone. Joy is for everyone. But there are going to be times when, when it's hard to be joyful. There are, going to be, you're going to, there are times in your life where not everything's great. And the Bible talks about this. The Bible talks about being joyful even in the hard times. Turn with me to James chapter 2. This is what it says. James chapter 2. Here it is. Excuse me, James chapter 1 verse 2. I'm sorry. James chapter 1 verse 2. It says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. 
Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. Okay, so what does this mean? What is this perseverance and not lacking in anything and being mature? This is saying, if we want to be more like Jesus, we, gotta be jo- we have to choose joy in the hard times. Jesus is a great example. He faced a huge trial. Before he started praying for the disciples in the garden when he's going to the, about to go to the cross, he's praying for himself. And he's saying, God, take this cup away from me. Now what that means is he's saying, God, I know your plans. I know I'm about to go to the cross. And if I go to the cross, I'm going to die. Please, there's any other way where you can save humanity and take away our sins without me dying, please, please do that. Now, talk about a trial. I mean, he's about to die. I don't know from experience, but that's got to be hard. That's got to be hard. Knowing you're about to die. But this is so key. This is so important. The next thing that comes out of his mouth after this, he says, but not my will be done, but your will. Now, what that means is he's saying, God, I know your plans. I'm going to the cross. And he's, he's pleading with Jesus saying, please, if there's any other way, if there's any other way for me not to die, do it. But if there's no other way to do it, I will go and I will do it with joy. That's what perseverance is. Seeing the trial, facing that trial and choosing to be joyful. And if we choose to be joyful, we're choosing to be more like Jesus. That's what joy is. Choosing to be joyful. But it's hard sometimes. For me, Christmas is coming around the corner. And sometimes Christmas is really hard for me because... I have what I call a spiritual hero. And what I mean by when I say that is there are people in my life that if I'm having a hard day or if I'm having, if I have a question about God or if I just need to get away and not think about what's going on, I talk to one of these people. One of those persons, people, one of those people is my grandpa. My dad's dad. And two years ago, around Christmas, I get a phone call from my dad. And he said, Grandpa just had a heart attack. And he died. How am I supposed to choose to be joyful in that? He was one of my heroes. He was a woodshop teacher. And he and I used to build things together. If you go to my parents' house, where I used to live, and you go into, we have a shed, and in that shed, there's tons of things that I made with my grandpa. Our, our Christmas tradition used to be everyone in my family, my aunts and uncles who live all across the United States would all fly to Seattle for Christmas. And on Christmas Day, we'd have lunch 
with my grandparents. And we would open presents together, and my grandpa would give us some of his wisdom, because that's what old people do. They sit there and talk about how wise they are, and they, and they are. But I don't get to do that anymore. My favorite memory of my grandpa is on Wednesday, in elementary school every Wednesday. I started school late, and because both my parents worked, someone needed to take me to school. And my grandparents lived right across the street from me when I, where I grew up. And so I would go to my grandpa's house every day, or every Wednesday, for breakfast. And we would make French toast. And I'm going to give you guys a little secret about the Crest family recipe for French toast. Add vanilla. It's the best. Try it sometime. And... You know, I'd be making French toast with my, my grandpa, and my grandma's in the kitchen too, and she'd see me pour the vanilla, and she goes, okay, that's enough, that's enough vanilla, because that's, that's the best part. And my grandpa, I'd look at my grandpa, and he'd just do this, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so I'd look around, where's grandma? Whoop, okay, uh, do, do, do. You know, stir it in a little bit. That's my favorite memory, and I don't get to do that anymore but I have to choose to be joyful because joy is for everyone. Joy is for everyone. Now, some of you may be sitting here and this Christmas, you're going to be going from one house to another because your parents are divorced. You'll spend the morning with your dad, then you'll get in the car and drive to your mom's house. Maybe some of you are like me, and someone you really cared about passed away. Maybe this is going to be your first Christmas without that loved one. I know when I found out about my grandpa, that year Christmas was completely robbed of me. And I'll admit, I wasn't joyful. I needed to be reminded that joy was for everyone. Maybe some of you know someone at school who they're having a hard time right now. Maybe their parents aren't doing very well financially. And you know that they're not going to be able to afford Christmas presents for their kids. How do you be joyful in that? Joy comes from when you choose Jesus and he will transform your life. I guarantee you you ask any leader, when you chose Jesus, did he change your life? I guarantee you every single one of them will say yes. He changed my life. That's because I chose Jesus and I choose joy. There's a big difference between joy and happiness. Happiness means if when the trials comes, you be angry. Joy is when you choose Jesus, he transforms your life. And when the hard times come, you're joyful. Some of the leaders are going to be passing out some cards right now. And what I want you to do with these cards is I want you to write, first I want you to pray. And when you're praying, I want you to pray for someone who just needs to be reminded of joy. Because sometimes when people forget joy, all they need 
is a reminder for someone else. And on these cards is an invitation to Mariner's Christmas services. And it's also a postcard. So you can write a little message to that person. And then if you fill it out, you fill out the address and all that stuff. If you, if you know their address, you can do that now and give it to us and we'll mail it for you guys. If you don't know that person's address, bring it back next week and we'll mail it to them for you. Who is that person that needs to be reminded that joy is for everyone? Who do you need to spread that joy with? So at this time, I want you guys to be sitting and praying and hold that card. Look at that card and pray for that one person that needs to be joyful. And then I'll come back up in a second. If I could have the mute, thank you. Awesome. All right, so I want to challenge you guys this week. Be praying for that person that you wrote down. And some of you didn't get cards. We're sorry about that. If you guys bring that, a person's address next week, 
we'll get you a card and we'll send it for you. So this is for you too. For those of you who didn't get a card, we still want you to be thinking about that. But I want to challenge you. Pray for that person. If you see them at school, talk to them. Because Jesus is for, or joy is for everyone. And all it takes is for that person to choose joy. Not happiness, joy. I want to pray for you guys. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this week. Thank you that you gave us your joy. And all we have to do is choose it. God, thank you for what Christmas is about. We remember you sending your son as a little baby to be our Messiah. Thank you. And God, I pray for these students as they've written down or thought of someone that needs, needs to be reminded that joy is for everyone. God, I pray that you would bring those people joy. And maybe some students in here are in a tough spot right now. Maybe they need to be reminded that joy is for everyone. I pray that you would bring them joy this week. Not happiness, joy. True joy. Thank you for each and every student in here. Thank you for this week. Amen. All right. If you guys, right by these back doors, there's a cooler with some lemonade in it. If you guys would like some, please take